tomorrow turns into next week, turns into next month, turns into next year. And before you know it, you look down and you don't recognize who you are anymore. You don't know what size you wear and you don't know what you like, but you have a closet full of clothes. Like you said, using the China, using the expensive perfume, those are little ways that you can celebrate every day. Celebrate Mm -hmm. life. It doesn't even have to be like that vain, all about me celebration. It's just celebrating living and doing life with the people you love, doing things you love. When you put a little bit of effort into hair and makeup when you're wearing athleisure, it's a little piece of you Mm -hmm. that you're taking with you because motherhood can be all consuming and we need to really fight for the space to be mom and to still be yourself. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Mobs podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Did you know that shopping won't solve your style struggles? If it did, you wouldn't be struggling with a closet full of nothing to wear. The ultimate style solution starts with a mindset shift. Join me today is former Hollywood stylist, Jamie Baker. Five years ago, she ditched the red carpet lifestyle to create a virtual styling business. Jamie empowers real women to find their unique style because she knows it's not just about the clothes that you wear, but the life you live in your clothes. Dressing from a mindset of appreciation and acceptance for your body will not only improve your experience with getting dressed, but it'll also boost your confidence. I can't wait to share this conversation with you, but before we get there, I want to quickly share a minimalist resource with you all. Okay, I'll be fully transparent with all of you. This is a resource that I've gone back and forth with sharing with my audience because your approval matters to me. I'd like to sit here and say that it doesn't, And there are elements of me that, again, if I'm being fully honest, it doesn't matter because this is a show that I create for a wide variety of listeners. All that to say, this is something I've been contemplating back and forth. You're like, what is it? What is she about to drop? What is she going to share with us? (laughs) So it's not that serious. I want to share something that has been really beneficial to me over the last 12 to 18 months, and that is early bird CBD gummies. As always, I will link it in the show notes for you to review if you're curious. So this is a product that has been helpful to me over the last, again, year, 18 months. I've done quite a bit of research about CBD. It was something that I used to consider taboo, but the more I read from author Michael Pollan or podcasts like the Huberman Lab, I decided to check it out for myself firsthand. A good friend of mine was the one that actually suggested this brand that I check it out first. So... After doing a bit of a deep dive on the website, I really appreciated how much care the company takes when it comes to creating a great, naturally derived product. And now I'm just going to read straight from the website. We're one of the first companies to formulate a full-spectrum hemp edible with an intentional microdose of natural THC from hemp that derives a consistent, relaxing experience and puts a smile on your face. If you're totally new to cannabis or someone who is looking for a mellow re-entry point, we developed our products with you in mind. So again... This could be a polarizing topic to some. I am in no way suggesting that the gummies will lead to a major life change or that they are something you absolutely need for your lifestyle. But after looking back over some of my favorite things from 2022, early bird gummies are on the list. They have helped me sleep on nights when it's been a struggle or to mellow out when I've been especially stressed. And again, I will link the site in the show notes for anyone that's interested. I'm happy to answer questions in my DMs. Again, this was something that I had been curious about for a while, and it wasn't until I did my own research that I felt comfortable with a great product from a great company. So 
that is my resource of the week for you. Early bird CBD gummies. I will link the product in the show notes. And as always at the end of these minimalist resources or moments, let's get into the conversation with my guest. Jamie, thanks so much for joining me today on the show. Thanks for having me, Diane. I'm excited to talk to you today about our closets and decluttering our closets and why it's so important to have our mind right when we are approaching decluttering and getting rid of things. So I can't wait to talk to you today. But why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell me if you consider yourself to be a minimalist, maybe how long you've been pursuing minimalism, and then we'll get started. I am absolutely a minimalist. I think that I always have been and didn't know how to put a word to that, a title to it. But especially after having kids, it's like everything needs to go because there are too many people and too many things in this house. I think I did a little more ruthlessly since having children. I think that one of the most surprising things that other people find surprising about me when they come to my house is that I don't own a lot of clothing. And just because I'm a stylist doesn't mean that I have more clothes. It just means that I am very intentional with the clothes I wear and I like to style them different ways. So I started my journey about 10 years ago. I was the girl that like as a kid, I would get a new outfit every birthday. And I think that that had a really big impact on me because I felt differently. I was excited to get the new outfit. I was so excited to show that outfit off that birthday at school and then have a party that weekend. And I just really saw that impact early on as a kid that a new outfit could have on me. I later turned that into a career. I started in Hollywood, which is not for me. Looks good on the resume. Does not work out well for this girl. And I started styling everyday women. When I had my first child, I was like, what's happening here? And I found high rise jeans that changed my life. And I've just been on this journey ever since. I love your story. And I think it's really important to focus on the mindset. I I just keep coming back to that. If your mindset isn't right, when you're trying to get just things in order of all sorts, you're not going to have lasting change. Your mindset has such a huge impact on sustainable change. And so I'm glad to see that that's your approach to our closet. And I do also like that you say you will never dress a body well that you don't treat well. Shame your body has never served you. It's time to shift from dressing to hide your body to dressing to look and feel your best. And I think that was a huge thing. Like you said, after you had your first child that you wanted to start dressing the everyday woman. And I think that when we can get our mindset around, this is my body. Now I'm not dressing for my future body or my past body. It can help you have clarity on how to move forward. So I just love to get some of your thoughts on that sentiment. Yeah. When I had my first child, I kind of fell into that hot mess mom train and it was really easy. It's a really slippery slope. And I quickly realized that to snap out of it, it wasn't that I needed to change everything about my wardrobe first, I had to change everything about the way I was approaching this. And I had to realize that it was okay for me to buy a pair of pants three sizes bigger than the last time I went to buy jeans. I had to accept that I was worthy of that today and that I didn't have to wait for the perfect weight or to bounce back. And it really took wrapping my mind around, okay, if I had a pair of pants that fit me, made my butt look good. Because if your jeans don't make your butt look good, you shouldn't be wearing them, right? So I need to find this pair of jeans and then I will be in a better mood as I approach everything else. If I spend every single morning. Nope, that's from 10 pounds ago. Nope, that's before kids. Nope, that's from this. And what you're really telling yourself is that you're not where you should be. And you're just shooting all over yourself. Like I should be 10 pounds lighter or 20 pounds lighter, whatever it is, I should fit into those jeans. And you spend every single day in your closet at some point, right? You have to wear clothes. So if every single day you're putting messages in your brain, and usually it's to start your day that say, I am not good enough today, then how does that add up? 
and pile up in your brain after a year. 365 days of not getting dressed because you're not where you should be, that's sad. And that's really hard on us as women. I think when we can take a step back and go, oh yeah, that's a lot of days of not getting dressed because I'm not good enough. And realize that you're good enough to take up space, you're good enough to buy the jeans, and you absolutely will be catapulted into another realm of this whole style thing once you realize it's okay to put on jeans that fit me and I am allowed to feel confident in them. And oh yeah, I actually look good. So when you're working with clients, do you receive any kind of pushback in this realm? Because I was that person several years ago where I would just hold on to things because I would tell myself, you will get back into it. Or I don't want to have wasted the money on the size at one point. So I need to, as not to waste the money, get back into that shape so that I don't feel guilty for wasting money on all these clothes that no longer fit me. So are you finding pushback from the people that you're working with? And then how do you help them move through that? Absolutely. I think that women collectively feel guilty about the money we spend on clothes. It's something that we're supposed to bounce back, right? Well, first of all, we're not her anymore. We are a new version of ourselves. So there is no bouncing back to her. She no longer is. And if that includes the size, great. If you're on a journey to that size again, that's fine. But you're not going backwards to her. You're taking yourself forward. And I think that we need to step back and take the emotion out of it. It's almost like looking at it like a man would, right? It's black and white. You spent the money, the money is gone. You have the clothing, it doesn't fit. What's the logical thing to do? Get rid of it. If you have to be able to be honest with yourself, if you are truly that person who gets into the gym and and gets your nutrition right and all of that, and you probably will be, let's say that size six again, then put it in a bin and put it away. Take it out of sight, out of mind though, for your everyday. Go back to it six months later and if it works or it's getting closer, cool, put it back until it does work. But if you're like, you know what, I'm actually not on that journey right now. I'm not sleeping. I don't have capacity for that. I've got kids. I've got school. I've got work. I've got all of the things. Then sell it on Poshmark. Sell it on Facebook Market. Give it to a friend. I think that gratitude is something that we can bring into our closet. Hey, this was cool. I used to wear these and I had fun and I liked them. You know what? My friend Sarah, she actually would love these. She can't afford them right now or she wouldn't even be thinking of it, but she would love this gift and give it to somebody where it will have impact on their life instead of sitting in your closet, taking up space. You already bought the clothes, you spent the money. Now you're spending your mental capacity on that pair of pants or whatever it might be. And so we need to realize like, let's look at this black and white, take the emotion out of it and move forward. Absolutely. I think for me too, if I'm not wanting to get rid of something, I'll say, okay, I'm just going to sell it and make some money back. I made a poor purchase on a Madewell sweater from Poshmark a couple months ago. And yeah, it was just way too small. And I was frustrated because I had bought it secondhand, but I still spent $35. And I was like, I want to make that $35 back or at least 30. And it's been up on Facebook marketplace and I'm not getting any bites. And it's frustrating because I did waste the money, but then it's also frustrating to keep this thing that I don't need. So my husband just told me the other day, he's like, you just need to stop being so obsessed with selling on Facebook marketplace. You just need to get them out of the house. He's like the effort and time. I guess it kind of goes back to how I started becoming a minimalist, just thinking as time as money. And do I want to make $100 in some of the things that I'm selling? Do I want to make like 
$200? Or do I just want to get them out of my house, have a decluttered house, and then put that time and effort into the podcast that helps me make a living or a photography that helps me make a living, fill in the blank? Or do I just want to have the peace of mind of having a clean home? So it's things like that, that I think we have to weigh the pros and cons. But I don't know about you. Maybe this just sounds like I'm overthinking everything. No, I think that you are saying what so many women are thinking and what they go through. And part of that is, like you said, sometimes it's just worth it to get it out of your house. And I think as women, we attach so much emotion to it. So when I've added that extra step, but I think it's a really good one is like, give it to someone who needs it, whether it's a shelter or a friend or a niece or something that would love it. I think that helps. Like you're not wasting the money. You are blessing someone else. And I truly believe give away more of what you want. And then maybe if you give that Madewell sweater to someone that would love it, even if they don't need it, they would love it and put it to good use. You'll probably find your perfect one. Get that energy out of your house and then bring in something better. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on Home Threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit homethreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. I want to talk about creating outfit formulas. I want to know what you mean by this and how do we do this so that we make our closet a more efficient space for us to get ready. This is my favorite thing because when I was a teenager, I would shop at Express. It was like the thing to do. And all of my friends and my sister would buy the outfit on the mannequin and they take it home. And that's the one way they wore it. They wore this pair of pants with this shirt and this sweater. And that was that. And I would never buy the outfit on the mannequin. I would put pieces together and it's usually basics. And the basics can be boring and unsexy, but they are where the magic is. And your outfit formula needs to be made of basics so 
that you can intermix them. I would always have so many more ways to wear the clothes I bought from Express. And my sister and my friends would have spend all this money and have one outfit. I would spend the same amount of money and have 12 outfits because I mixed it with clothes I had. So one rule of thumb when it comes to an outfit formula is take one piece of clothing. I like to start with bottoms because they're like a pair of jeans you could essentially wear with any shirt, right? Take that pair of jeans and then try three shirts with it. Try three shirts that you never paired with the jeans before. Don't be afraid to have fun. Style shouldn't be so restrictive and have so many rules. It should be self-expressive and you should have fun with it. Because if you have fun with it, you're just going to have more fun wearing it and that's going to spill out into your life. So try three different shirts or keep trying until you find three shirts that work. And then try layers until you have three layers to work. And then take each shirt and try with layers on that one and then document them in your phone. And before you know it, you have one pair of jeans and 12 outfits right there with different shirts. And then you could swap out the shoes. So an outfit formula is essentially a basic top, a basic bottom, or a one piece like a dress, a jumpsuit, or romper, a layer, a pair of shoes, and then you accessorize it. So when you're having a hard time getting dressed, I know a lot of women in the minimalist community could sometimes run into that like, oh my gosh, I just don't have enough clothes. It's so boring, right? Go back to the basics when you're losing creativity and say, okay, basic bottom, basic top, have fun with my layer, have fun with my shoes, swap those things out, make them personal, and then you have an outfit. Just take it back to the basics and create formulas that work for you. That's what I'll do with Pinterest. I rarely use Pinterest these days, but I will go to Pinterest and type in how to style denim shirt or Mm -hmm. how to style my Birkenstock clogs. Yeah. (laughs) I wear these. And yeah, we can see all these different ideas and we're not buying anything new. We're using what we have. I have found that to be so, so helpful. If there is ever anything in your closet that you hold on to because you like it, it fits you, you want to wear it, but you don't know how, I always use that Pinterest tip to women. I'm like, if you have this printed blouse with puff sleeves and you love it, but you have no idea how to style it, just type that in to Pinterest, how to wear printed puff sleeve blouse. Like, Type those items into Pinterest that you're not wearing and just see them on other bodies and you'll get some ideas. Well, I especially think that's helpful for as we're going through and decluttering our closet. Maybe we have spent more money than we would have liked on something more trendy. I try to tell people not to buy the trends, kind of like you were saying, buy the classic pieces that we can always find ways to mix and match. But if you do and have spent that money on something more trendy, whatever, fill in the blank. I don't know what's even trendy right now. (laughs) But (laughs) if we're seeing how those things are styled, maybe we can find some of the more basic pieces being paired with these trendier pieces. And then we don't feel like we have to necessarily get rid of it because we see how we can use it in more day-to-day life. That's how basics really are the workhorses of your closet. Because if you do buy trends, I say leave it to 20% of your wardrobe. And that way you have things to pair it with. If you just have a bunch of explosive like trends that are not even going to be in style for a while, you've wasted money. And then you only have like one or two outfits because you can't mix it with anything. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I want to talk a little bit more about the mindset. Is there something that you feel like the clients come to you when they're first starting off working? with you? What is something that you get asked regularly? Should I wait until blank to get dressed? Should I wait until I lose the weight? Should I wait until I have the money to go shopping? Should I wait until we move? Should I wait until it's not cold anymore? Whatever our perfect ideal is that we're waiting for to get dressed, what that really is, is a story that we're telling ourselves that today we're not worthy of that. Mm -hmm. Whether it's our size, our income, our weather, or our family, or whatever, we're waiting for a perfect unicorn time that doesn't exist. And what I tell women is that the time is going to pass anyway. You are worthy today. And one of the exercises we do inside of like all of my programs 
programs. And it's the number one tip to start getting dressed and seeing yourself and figuring out like, what do I like to wear? Because I think so often the world tells us as in your world, I'm sure you get this, like the world tells you, you need this, you have to have that. This is what you wear to be cool. And this is what's on trend and red carpet. Just shut up all of that noise and lean into what you love. And the way to figure out what you love is to take a picture of yourself. And if you take a picture of yourself in the mirror, it's different than looking live where you can be like, oh, yeah, this is off and that's off and that's not good enough. I'm too big or too small or whatever. If you take a photo of yourself and look at it objectively, and before you speak anything or think anything, would you say this to your daughter? Would you say this to your best friend? And if the word is no, don't say it to yourself. And I want you to look at your outfit and does it look good? Could you use a little tuck? Could you use a layer? Does it feel good? Do you like the silhouette? Do you hate the silhouette? And then lean into how it feels on your body. Do you like this fabric? Do you want a softer fabric, a more structured fabric? So really paying attention to what you like, allowing yourself to be seen and to really have enough confidence in yourself to trust what you like versus what the world tells you that you should like. Yes, absolutely. And I do think I'm finally out of the season where I have a newborn spitting up on me or like an infant with a pouch that is squeezed all over me. So I feel (laughs) like I can start to put on some clothes that aren't necessarily the athleisure athletic wear, which I don't know. What is your opinion on that? Like mom staying in athleisure and athletic wear? I don't love it. I know that it's part of life. I'm the mom that if I'm going to the playground, I'm wearing athleisure. I have friends who wear like their beautiful Hill House nap dresses and I'm like, (laughs) maybe I'll try it one day, but I don't know. I have a five-year-old boy like and a two-year-old girl that is wild. So Mm -hmm. it's just not in my world right now. But I do believe that on a daily basis, if the clothes get spit up on, they can be washed. It's Mm -hmm. more tragic that we spend the money on it and we don't find ourselves worthy of wearing it. Mm -hmm. If it gets messed up, it gets messed up, but at least it was worn Mm -hmm. and we weren't waiting. And so I really think that there is something to be said about putting on pants the button because Mm -hmm. you can get lost in stretchy pants. Ask any woman like in my mom's generation that were in their 20s in the 80s and they like, holy crap, I gained 15 pounds and no idea because it was all stretchy stir up pants and sure. tunics, right? Yeah. And so I think that there's something to be said about in even the early little years of motherhood, putting some effort into the way you want to look and feel mm-hmm. before you put that effort into your children and your home, you are also just as important as the rest of your surroundings. Even if I put on makeup on those days that I'm going to the parks, we spend a lot of time in nature. So it does seem like I want to drift towards the things that are more comfortable for our hiking or our nature group or sweating in the summer. But I would say putting on jeans, but also just putting on makeup and doing your hair if you're going to wear something that's maybe a little bit more casual. But I love the idea of, I talk about using it up and using the things that we have, using the perfume that seemed expensive, using your grandmother's china that you've inherited, using the little samples that you've gotten, fill in the blank. So you're right. Why are we storing these things again as a museum in our closets? There are just these relics that we pass by and we're like, well, maybe tomorrow, maybe this weekend. But yeah, that never comes. And then maybe we do grow out of it or maybe the style changes. So why not use it now and get the benefit and reap that benefit of why we initially purchased it in the first place? Absolutely. Because tomorrow turns into next week, turns into next month, turns into next year. And before you know it, you look down and you don't recognize who you are anymore. You don't know what size you 
you wear and you don't know what you like, but you have a closet full of clothes. Like you said, using the china, using the expensive perfume, those are little ways that you can celebrate every day. Celebrate Mm -hmm. life. It doesn't even have to be like that vain, all about me celebration. It's just celebrating living and doing life with the people you love, doing things you love. When you put a little bit of effort into hair and makeup when you're wearing athleisure, it's a little piece of you Mm -hmm. that you're taking with you because motherhood can be all consuming and we need to really fight for the space to be mom and to still be yourself. Yes, absolutely. Quickly, do you have a place that you recommend on where we can get some of these basic staples for our wardrobes? Maybe a few that are a little bit higher priced and then maybe like more budget friendly. You can find a lot of things budget friendly if you're really intentional at like Target, H&M. I'm a really big fan of shopping consignment and thrift store to get higher quality versus buying a bunch of cheap stuff. I'm not a fan personally of Old Navy. I think that it's like a dumpster fire of fashion. There's a few times where there's trends that can be fun. It's just not going to last anyway. My very favorite brands are brands like Madewell, J. Crew. I love good American jeans. I think every woman can find their perfect good American jeans. I love shopping stores like Nordstrom, where anytime there's a store like Nordstrom, you could look at their off-price version like Nordstrom Rack, Saks, Saks Off Fifth. And so often, you're going to get prices at those off-price stores that are the same as going into like an Old Navy or a Target. You could go to Marshalls or TJ Maxx with intention and find some of those items that would be the same price as Target. But again, it's going to be better quality. Yes. Quality over quantity for sure. I love all these little minimalist tips and tricks you're throwing in there that I I try to speak to on my show and just on Instagram and whatnot. Well, do you have anything else you want to say to encourage the listeners before we wrap up this conversation? I just want to encourage all of you to take a photo of yourself this week and truly look at yourself and allow yourself to be seen by yourself, by your family, by the world. Step into that version of you that you want to become and watch what happens from there. Yeah, that's great advice. All right. Well, where can listeners find you, connect with you online if they want to do so? You can find me mostly on Instagram at Jamie Baker. It looks like Jamie, J-A-M-M-I-E, Baker underscore, or my website, Jamie Baker. Perfect. Well, as we wrap up the conversation, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what has been a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners? Lately, I am re-listening to Shonda Rhimes' book, The Year of Yes. Okay. That woman reading the book to you, I I can't imagine be the same to physically read the book because her voice is so impactful. And in that book, she mentioned something called the power pose, which is derived from a TED talk all about the power pose by Amy Cuddy. So that book and that TED talk have been incredible resources of doing that. That was one I remember. It was so popular when it first came out a few years back. I don't remember at this point when it came out, but I never got a chance to read that. And now you're putting it back on my radar. I'm going to have to put that in my audible. (laughs) Definitely do. Well, my last question for you is what is something you can't stop talking about? And I'm not going to let you say anything that has to do with fashion. Okay. This is like, I'm not one for pop culture, really. But what I can't stop talking about, this is probably boring, but the prices of houses. We're trying to buy a house and it is like insane when I think about furnishing a new one and buying a new one and it's overwhelming. And so it's probably what I talk. My friends are probably sick of hearing me talk about it. You're in California, right? No, I'm in Virginia now. My oh. husband was born and raised. And so this is where we are. Okay. So Virginia is surprisingly expensive too for oh. property. 
Because yeah. you're so close to Washington, D.C. Northern Virginia, really close to Washington, D.C. is like not even happening. Virginia yeah. is a beautiful state, though. We drive through it often to go to North Carolina. And I guess my husband's family lives right on the border of Virginia and North Carolina. Oh, and yeah. so it is just a lovely state. And we actually started looking at property there just out of curiosity. So I definitely hear you. And we've been dabbling and looking at houses as well. And it's just, I think when you consider yeah. the prices and interest and yeah, you said furnishing, it's just pretty crazy. It is really crazy. It's kind of overwhelming my brain right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what I've come down to is it will be the right house at the right time. And there have been so many houses the last three years we put offers in and it didn't work out. And I'm like, you know what? That wasn't our house. Like it will be our house when it's the right time and it's right. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a big believer in timing is everything, but. No, I agree with you. I wanted a house so badly that I could taste it last year, mm-hmm. but my son wasn't in school yet. So we're renting. We sold okay. our house renting until we found his school. Now his school is 35 minutes from that house. Oh, so yeah. I would be miserable stuck in that house and driving so far. When I want something really, really badly, it's probably the time that I don't need it because I'm trying to control it. It'll work out at the right time. <laughs> I'm telling myself that as much as I'm telling you that. So. We can do this, right? We can be yeah. Yeah. Well, Jamie, thanks so much for joining me today. You gave so many great practical tips. I'm really excited to go take that photo of myself just to reevaluate my style and what I'm wearing. And I hope that that was helpful to other people. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com, where you can find the entire podcast archive, as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.